0: Please, no, don't. don't Come on, don't, y'all, let him hear Sean Smith, CEO, Black Push Incorporated. Well done, Sean. First off, everybody, please, please be seated. Please, please. So, I want to start off by saying, even as we sit here tonight, I am humbled. I'm humbled when I look around the room and I see Ms. Nona Clayton, Miss Helen Butler, Reverend Timothy McDonald, Dr. Durley, and so many other people we're honoring tonight. But I'm also humbled because the last two months for me has been probably the most trying aspect of my life. As um, Lisa just mentioned, I had a chance to travel to Uvalde. I had a chance to travel to Buffalo. And something about Uvalde and Buffalo changed the very core of who I am. So even as we sit here tonight and we celebrate these wonderful people who we're honoring tonight, these great people, and every single one of you for the work you've done, I wanna remind us that there's still so much work to be done. Yes. Yes. Yesterday I spoke to a guy by the name of Fred Guttenberg. Fred Guttenberg, his daughter was killed in Parkland on Valentine's Day, the day that we celebrate love, and he's getting ready to go to trial this week to face the murder of his daughter. And his message to me was keep on pushing. Two weeks ago, I was in Buffalo, and I sat with a woman by the name of Ms. Fragrance, and she talked about not only meeting her killer, but seeing him two days before he actually went into T.O.P.S. and started shooting up T.O.P.S., and she talked about the impact that it had on her life and the impact of what she had to deal with and what the federal government said to her, and where they basically said, like, we're happy that you're alive, be grateful that you're alive, keep on moving on with your life, because we got other issues to take care of. I remember her story. I remember going to Uvalde and meeting with a family who had just buried their daughter that day. The same day I went to Uvalde, they buried the last child, and they just buried their daughter, and they could not bury the child because they couldn't recognize the body, so they buried the child's shoes as a memorial to her. And I remember talking to the mayor of Uvalde just a couple of days ago when we spoke last night actually on the phone. And he told me to keep on pushing. The question was asked to me about a month and a half ago, why is black push so important? Why is it what work that we do so important? Why is the things that we do so instrumental to my heart? And I didn't have an answer for it, Mr. Scott. Um, I couldn't figure it out. July 2nd, I was able to go home to Fort Lauderdale. My auntie had summoned us. She's 92, I think, right, Ma? Um, My aunt Essie is 92 and she summoned us to Fort Lauderdale And she said, I want everybody, all my family to come together because I feel like this is gonna be my last fourth. So I made the trip from DC, flew directly from DC and went to Fort Lauderdale. And I spent time with my family and I was quiet. And I don't know if my family even realized it, but I was just quiet. I was quiet on July 2nd, I was quiet on July 3rd because there was something shifting in my spirit. And I watched, I watched my family, I watched my auntie and I watched my two aunties as they sat in the grass and they just really enjoyed looking at their family. And then on the third, when we celebrated my little brother Genesis' birthday, I watched as everybody was out there playing at the the pool, and they really enjoyed the aspect of family Reverend McDonald. But I remembered that there was somebody in Buffalo. I remembered that there was somebody in Uvalde. I remembered that there was somebody in Alabama. I I remembered that there was somebody in Carolina. I remembered that there was somebody in Atlanta, I remember that there was somebody in Fort Lauderdale, I remember there was somebody in Miami, I remember that there was somebody who, while I was out celebrating my family, did not have a family to celebrate. Lost family members. I wanna encourage you, if you don't leave here with nothing else tonight, the mission is bigger than us all, we say that in our office every day. It's on every, every banner that we put up, it says the mission is greater than us all. You guys, the call to action tonight is simply this, is that we need your voice. We need your voice on the streets when we talk about voting rights and we talk about a state like Georgia that has done nothing but hinder our vote and make it harder for us to vote. We need your voice. We need your voice in places like, in places like Uvalde. We need your voice in places like Buffalo where even to today, you guys listen to this, even to today, people in Buffalo are sitting on, waiting in line to get groceries because they don't have the grocery store that they could re-enter, because the only grocery store that they had was hit by a person who looked at the color of their skin and determined that they were not worth that their life was worth nothing. And yet these people are standing in line who look like me, who talk like me, who are the same age as me, expecting to get groceries from nonprofits that are represented in the same room. Because even to today, they can't go into their own grocery store. What I want us to realize is that what happened in Uvalde, what happened in Buffalo. What happened in Alabama, what happened in Carolina, can easily happen to any one of us. And one of the things that I, am, I preach every day to my team, and I know they are sick and tired of hearing it, is I say that we have to take every experience that we are allowed to be a part of, personal. So it's personal for me. So somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago, they said, Sean, when are you going to stop? And my response was, I gave it in Augusta when we did a one in court conference. And I didn't know what I was going to say, Reverend Jones, but it hit me that I can't stop. I've been in the hospital for four years. In four years, you guys, most of you don't even know this. I've had eight surgeries in four years, almost passed away from COVID twice. I eat from, through a tube, literally, that goes through my chest. But if you do not know me, you do not know that because of the fact that I've understood that when God gave me the obligation he gave me, when God gave me the body he gave me, even God gave me even the life in which he gave me, Whether I like it or not, it was not for me, it was not just for my family, it was for every single person that I have the opportunity and privilege to give a voice to. And I'm pretty sure even after going to the Capitol this week, I probably will not be invited back to some of those people's places. Because I took the voice of Uvalde, I took the voice of Buffalo, I took the voice of Highland, uh, Illinois, I took the voice of those people who have been impacted right here in the state of Georgia, everywhere we go. The, The mission is bigger than us all. And I am so honored, and and, and I will be remiss, Um, this table, table one, and it's interesting that they got put at table one because it was not this way. Um, Real quick, I am honored that my whole family or most of my family has come from Fort Lauderdale. Somebody once asked me, somebody once asked me what was the biggest inspiration of my life. And by nature, I would have to say my grandmother because my grandmother raised me. But I, I, I sat back two days ago, Reverend Jones, and I thought about it. And one of the things that I'm so humbled by is my mom is here. My mom has, my mom is here, and she literally within the last month and a half has had two emergency surgeries. Um, and one in which I had to go down to Fort Lauderdale to be with and almost lost her life. So it's an honor for her to even be here. But when I thought about my mom, Reverend McDonald, there's no way, when people ask me, how is it that you're able to push through? How is it that you're able to do what you do? How is it that you're able to um, overcome sickness and do all the things you do? And I thought about my mom. My mom, and I'm gonna tell part of her story and I'm pretty sure she won't mind. My mom used to be on drugs years ago. She did not raise us because she was on drugs. But as of today, let's talk about my mom today. Let's talk, not, not talk about who she used to be. Let's talk about who she is today. As of today, my mom not only has a bachelor's degree, but she has a master's degree. As of today, as of today, I have witnessed my mom. I remember one time I was in Fort Lauderdale and I looked over on the bus and I'm like, dang, that lady looks familiar on the bus. And I look back and I look back over and I'm like, that's my mama on the bus, <laughs> telling people that we have, to, we have to watch out for HIV and AIDS. She is one of the most dynamic HIV and AIDS representatives in the state of Florida. And she works for a group now called Florida Rising. So when people ask me where do I get the strength to push through and where do I get the strength to persevere, I say it's in my DNA. I had a grandmother who prayed for me, and I had a mom who gave an example to me. And my thing, my thing, and I'm going to end here, but my thing is simple. If I can be an example... To anybody who comes behind me, if I can lay down my life, for anybody who comes behind me, if I can give a voice to people who don't have a voice in places I have a voice in, and that's what I will do, that's what I will continue to do. And for those who are running for office in this room, I caution you on this one thing. Don't come to Black Push making any promises, because every promise that you make, we're gonna hold your feet to the fire to do so. We are... We are tired. We are tired. We are tired. And while we're sitting up here having this great dinner, having this great event, honoring these great people, and they are great people we're honoring tonight, listen, y'all, somebody needs our voice. Somebody needs our message. Somebody needs us on the front line. So let's all get on the front line. Let's put pride to the side, put money to the side, and understand what Martin Luther King understood more than anything else is that if we can put our voices together, collectively, we can do more together than we can ever do separated. So whether it's Georgia Stand Up, whether it's Black Voters Matter, whether it's Black Push, whether it's New Georgia Project, I don't care what organization it is, if we can come together, if we can work together, if we can galvanize together, the state of Georgia will see something different. Because when I tell you, for those who are traveling the country, people are looking to the state of Georgia And what Georgia does, I'm gonna announce this right now, what Georgia does, so will the rest of the nation. So we have work to do, let's get to work, let's give a voice to the voiceless, and let's continue to keep on, as as Ambassador Young said, keep on pushing. Wow, well said. Sean Smith, everybody, let him hear it. The occasion has been set. Come on, mama, give me a hug. Where does it come from? Awesome. Well done, Sean. One more time, y'all. Let him hear one more time as we continue the evening. Your uh, dinner is arriving. We're going to have our meal.